and welcome to Is This Anime? I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again to continue our Chainsaw Man journey is Jordan Mitchell Love. How are you? I'm good. I am the quote-unquote, uh, not uh, also not expert, but uh, I, am also, I am the quote-unquote very excited for this because man oh man i've been like i've been i've been so excited to cover part two there is a lot there is a lot i thought long and hard about my speed wagon so i'm satisfied with that um there's a lot to talk about because we're talking about seven episodes we're going through six through twelve let's just get right into it we continued off where we left off which was with the freaky unending staircase like i said this sequence gave me huge jojo vibes uh when i first saw it in the original um again you know our all-star here is our all-star here is himeno who who you know is getting everyone's freaking the fuck out except for aki but you know himeno is just like kobani keep double peace signs and stay there she's just chilling she's just chilling like it's all good like we're we're fine everybody calm down um and it was nice where they talked it was nice where they talked about the devils where they uh where they realized that or they t- uh, tell uh, tell us uh, Kobeni that you know they f- devils feed off fear, so not to be afraid, not to be afraid. And Kobeni, of course, is the one who becomes the most afraid. And then uh, Kobeni gets knocked out in what's like the first of like I think three or four times where she gets knocked out in this arc. Yeah, doesn't she like drink? Because it was interesting because I loved that they figured out that it was basically suspended in time, and they had no food, they had no water, didn't like. Wasn't she knocked out? Uh, Kobeni was knocked out for like drinking toilet water or something. Like, that, I don't know it, why that just tickled me. Re- that just tickled me pink. I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's it's a hilarious show. Co- Kobeni r- rules in uh, these episodes. Thankfully, she gets treated. Uh, thankfully, she gets treated uh, a bit better later on. But yeah, she is just freaking the fuck out. The devil feeds on fear, and they're like, "Okay, we do not need this shit." Yeah, uh, Aki he investigates a room and sees that the windows just lead into another room. And it turns out they are stuck on the eighth floor, and it, they are also stuck in time. It is eight eighteen, again. Which, which I was curious, because uh, I couldn't find it. We're, I don't know if if eight eighteen holds like any like cultural significance or anything like that. I uh, I didn't look into it, but it's cool. <laughs> it is it is <laughs> it is cool and creepy, and that's what we love about Chainsaw Man. Uh, we get a bit of uh, Kobeni's backstory. So her brother was her parents' uh, golden child, and they told her to either become a devil hunter or a sex worker, which, poor Cobaini. Oh, I know. I was like, that's awful. Like, really? Those are your two choices? You have terrible yeah. parents. Yeah. Uh, parents either, out there, don't do that to your children. Either, you know, make your child do a job where they're probably going to get killed or, you know, be a sex worker where they could also probably get murdered if something goes wrong during that. Uh, uh, yeah. Parents of the year. <laughs> uh, I like when uh, they realize that the clocks are stopped at 818. Denji is just like, all right, guys, well, I'm just going to go sleep. <laughs> it was just great. And it was just, I loved also the the awkwardness because Aki looks at him and goes, wait, what? Where you're actually going to go to sleep, and sure enough, falls right asleep, and and it's this awkward pause. And I think what's really nice about about this show more than most other animes I've seen is they really stick with the characters, and they allow us to have these sort of slice of life, these slice of life moments. Because like, yeah, if someone says that, you go, wait, really? Like, I'm actually going to watch. Like, you watch Aki. We we're watching with Aki and observing that 
Denji just falls right asleep because it's exactly what I would do. It's a great, it's a great like slice of life moment and a great just like l moment of levity in this otherwise extraordinarily scary situation for them. Yeah. So, so like we said, uh, Kobeni tried to drink out of the toilet bowl, so Himeno knocked her out. Arai tried to uh, Arai's the other guy, right? I think what so. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The 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 other dude. Yeah, Arai, he tried to help Aki out, but then he kind of freaked out as well. And then, um, what is it? Uh, Power says, I'm thinking of ways to earn a Nobel Peace Prize so I can become Prime Minister. I'll implement a 100% sales tax to terrify the populace. And Tameno was just like... <laughs> Tameno asked Denji, so like, Wait, you know, is she going insane? And Denji is like, no, this is just normal for her. Like, no, nah, this, is, this is cool. We just, call this, we just call this a Tuesday. Yeah. Power, Power is taking this very well uh, despite everything she's just you know it's great she's just being a goblin she's always that way um we get a great one of many uh great aki and himeno flashbacks uh we see that himeno uh goes to meet the girlfriend of one of her dead partners who smacks her and aki has this great moment where he reveals that he put uh gum on the girl's back so you know himeno is this you know seemingly fun character and then we also learn that like she She's abusing herself for, you know, uh, what her partners have gone through and her guilt of, of what's happened to all of them. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark because you start to realize, like, how awful the job is. And again, it's the the tone shifts of this show are really great because you can go from something really light and great, uh, really lighthearted and funny to something very deep and profound. Uh, because again, we think that being a devil hunter is really freaking cool, but then you have moments like like Kobeni, who like sh with her parents. You have uh, and you have this mo you have this moment where you realize like how scary and perilous the job the job actually is. And I felt it more than I think other position. Than I think I felt that the weight of the job and how scary it was more than most other animes. Absolutely. So uh, at this diner, after the whole uh, girlfriend confrontation, uh, Jimeno begs Aki to smoke, and he says, uh, just once, and then we match cut to Aki in the present asking for a cigarette. Which it's so great. <laughs> it's perfect good. direction. It's such good direction. Didn't also, like, cause I loved Aki's line, because uh, he refused the, the cigarette before, and I th his reason was, like, it's bad for your bones. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, what, also with other things, kids don't smoke. But, but again, just those nice little like slices of life. Um, I like Aki. I, I, yeah, I like Aki. He's Aki's, he's a great character. And again, he could have just been this like Sasuke dude. And you know, no offense to the people who love Sasuke from Naruto, but he's uh, he kind of sucks. <laughs> he's a bit uh, of a tool. A yeah, Aki is much better than Sasuke. I'll say that Aki is a lot better than like a lot of like quote-unquote shonen rivals because again this is like a shonen series and you're kind of expecting denji and aki to fit in those boxes and they don't which is what makes this show so fun it's great uh, um yeah meanwhile the devil they thought they killed has only gotten bigger uh, kobeni freaks out and tries to kill denji because the devil is like hey kill this guy and you know i'll free you of course you know never trust a devil uh but himeno knocks her out yet again Aki tries to use the Fox Devil, but he's cut off from the Fox Devil based on his location. Uh, Power says she is team kill Denji. <laughs> and of then she Aki is. Yeah, and it's like not even like she's like mad at Denji or hates him. She's like, no, that, that would just be fun if we killed him. 
And what I love about their relationship is Denji doesn't even he he doesn't even blink with it. He's just like, yeah, he, he's kind of mad at her, but also like, yeah, okay, is this really so surprising? Yeah, that's just something Power does again. Uh, Aki overrides that order, and he says, uh, Power says she's bored and wants to wrestle uh, with Denji. So she's gone from wanting to kill him to being like, yo, do you just like want to wrestle while we wait for this problem to solve itself? I feel uh, like I feel like Power is the ultimate description of uh of the author's idea of like a very adhd person yeah completely the actual embodiment of adhd like that old uh adhd joke um how many adhd kids does it take to change a light bulb how many want to ride a bike <laughs> i think I've i can heard say that because i have adhd it's great yeah i know likewise uh power has also eaten all the food she tries to blame it on denji but arai does not buy that and also yeah. you know she's got crumbs all over herself again She's just pure id. She's she's ADHD. She has like no impulse control at all. Um, and what is it? Uh, Kobani uh, tries to kill Denji once again, but Aki uh, takes takes the stab wound because Denji is their one chance to kill the Gun Devil again. You know, Aki is not anti Denji. He he is pro Denji. He sees Denji as you know his potential savior to to get revenge. Uh, and yeah, he takes a fucking stab wound from Kobani. Uh, even Himeno starts to sit as Aki bleeds out. Uh, thankfully, Denji decides he's gonna get them out of here, and he declares he's gonna fucking kill. I don't fuck. I didn't get the name of that devil. The the time it's the devil. Infinity. It's the Infinity Devil. Oh well, that's a cool ass name. Yeah, he's gonna which, kill the Infinity Devil. <laughs> which I just realized. I realized why it's stuck at eight eighteen because eight is usually eight on it. Uh, the number eight on its side usually is a symbol for infinity because it's just constantly going. That is clever as hell. Oh my god. This uh, fucking, I didn't even realize that. Look at that. This fucking series, again. There, There's the symbolism. We figured it out. That's why uh, we have this podcast. How many uh, people does it take to figure okay. this shit out? Episode 7, we're moving on ahead. Denji drops himself into uh, the Infinity Devil and goes wild. There is a lot of blood. Um, we get a flashback. your eyes. Yeah, it's hey man, I, I can understand why maybe my sister and, and her uh, girlfriend bailed because again, this series, if, if you can't handle this, you know, you're you're not going to have a good time. It's a lot. It's so much. It's so much blood. But again, like it, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you cannot do the PG-13 version of this. I, I would love no. to see Hollywood try, uh, but also not. Th oh, this would be like an absolute NC-17. Like, you know, this would be insane. Uh, we get another flashback with Himeno. Um, she meets with Kishibe, and Kishibe tells her, the hunters that devils fear the most are the ones with a few screws loose. And he says, if you're visiting your buddy's graves every month, your head's still screwed on uh, too tight. Kishibe, who we'll get to uh, more later on, fucking rules. Oh my god, what a guy. God, he's so freaking awesome. I'm not sure if his name was even said in these episodes, though. I had to look him up again. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think he was just sort of name like nameless suit number three with cool scar on his le on his cheek. Again, a fantastic character design. This series knows how to do character design well. We get more of these flashbacks. Himeno asks Aki to join the civilian Daryl Hunter sector, which is way more chill. But again, Aki has his mindset on the gun devil. Uh, meanwhile, Denji realizes he can kill the devil because, you know, he, he also, like, drinks blood. So he's just in this, like, infinity devil and just, you know, even as the devil kills Denji, he's just healing and recovering. So, uh, 
What does he say? In the manga, he has actually a really good line. It wasn't present in the uh, dub, where he says, I've accidentally created a perpetual motion machine. I think he does say that. Uh, at least when I watched the sub, he said, I've created a perpetual motion machine. Yeah. He says okay. it in the dub, at least. It or, wasn't sorry, in the, the sub. Yeah, it wasn't in the dub. And usually I like the flair that the dub gives, but they cut out the perpetual motion machine line, which I think is fucking awesome. It's a great it's line. It's a great line. It's a fantastic yeah. line. Maybe it didn't. I didn't keep it. Yeah, I mean, usually the dub adds more flair, what I've noticed. Um, but yeah, this is this is the rare one where I'm... Because also, I think that, again, because I was, you know, watching the show for the second time, I think the dub is actually very good in the show. I think it's worth watching. Good to know, good to know. Good to know. Exactly. If you want to watch Chainsaw Man a third or a fourth time, you know, that's a good way of refreshing it for you. Um, I'm, all, I'm all about that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Denji, he just goes wild on the Infinity Devil and the... In- the Infinity Devil ends up begging for death. And we, we just learn- also talk about the fact that like he's been doing it for three days. Like he's yeah. been fighting this devil for three fucking days nonstop. Did I cut you off with that? Because I was like, three days. He's insane. He's yep, absolutely he's just- insane. Well, I'm sure the power of Chainsaw Man means he doesn't really have to sleep. <laughs> or yeah, something he's- like like maybe he was high off. Like maybe he was high when he like drank the uh, drank the Infinity Devil's blood, but like Jesus, like three days straight. He's he's de- you know again devils feed on blood, so he's probably having a really good time feeding on that blood God, for you know seventy two hours. I'm num 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 num. Yeah, um, yeah. It's been three days, and Himeno and Aki finally get some sleep. Himeno uh, tucks herself in uh, with Aki. Again, I'm I'm sure I could find s- some more detailed fan art if I wanted to uh, that ships uh, those two. But yeah. but this show is smarter than that. This show is smarter than that. It doesn't uh, give us that. It's it's a friendship. Uh, I wish it was something more, but sadly, events uh, take that away from us, as we'll get into. Um, so yeah, Himeno learns that Kobeni and Arai have quit, and then Himeno wants to have a party for the newbies. And um, Aki is like, sure, you know, we got to make sure Makima is there too. Uh, power wolves down uh, the chicken, and one devil hunter says it's just great to have a smart fiend. Because apparently his uh, fiend that he was partnered with was even dumber than power. Which is kind of amazing. Also, I love the little bit. I don't know if they do this in the dub, but they do this uh, sort of like, uh, uh, I, I forget. They ask power like her IQ. Oh, so yeah. She's like, oh, I think my IQ is great. What is it? Like, what is it? Oh, like 100. And then it's like, oh, well, mine, mine is 100. Well, then mine must be higher. Mine must be like, you know, mine must be like 500 or 1,000. And she's just making shit up. Just absolutely making shit up. Like, I love uh, it. It's, it's great. She's not like bothering anyone there. Like they seem to actually enjoy her presence. And that's, that's the even nicer thing. Like, you know, they're having yeah. a good time with power. She's, you know, yeah, there, there's one uh, devil hunter. They're not even named. They're like kind of like a tomboy girl who at least I felt was like clearly flirting with Kobani. Like she's mm-hmm. uh, complimenting uh, Kobani's outfit. She even walks Kobani oh, home. Oh yeah. I like yeah. her. I liked her a lot, yeah, and we didn't even get a name because, um, yeah, events take that away. But again, you're watching the show and you're like, okay, these characters are going to be significant, and uh, the the series says otherwise. Um, and then in the midst of all this, Himeno gets hammered, and Makima God. challenges Aki and Himeno to a drinking contest, and again, there, there's something off about Makima because, you know, she's pounding them back and doesn't even get drunk. Yeah, it's a it's a bet. I think if if I remember correctly, Aki's ask, uh, Aki asks for information regarding I think Denji and like why she's interested in Denji. 
And basically she and basically Makima goes, well, if you can outdrink me, I will tell you and uh, just drinks him under the table. Um, yeah, she's it's it kind of badass. Not going to lie. I went, oh, that's that's kind of awesome. Like college Jordan would be like, oh, this oh, this woman is great. There, there's another really great moment. So when uh, Makima arrives, Denji is like so worried because, again, Himeno has promised him this kiss. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Makima is like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Denji, are you going to have that kiss? And he's like, hell no. And then Himeno reminds him about it. And he's like, hell yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, and he's just and like then, freaking out. And he finally does get that kiss with Himeno. Uh, and he, yeah. he's, you know, making out with her. He's getting the tongue and then he feels something else. And yep, she is vomited straight into his mouth. And uh, Denji, according to power, always uh, swallows what he consumes. And so he swallows that vomit right down. <laughs> it was, I think, one of the most... Um, you've seen The Boys, yeah? Yeah, of course. Love it. Okay, so The Boys, it just pushes the boundary of like what is, you know, shall we say, appropriate or gross on television. And I felt like very much in that, like I was watching a boys, a moment from the boys. It was just so vile and just, I was glad I wasn't eating when I watched, when I saw it just, it just, when I first watched it, it just came completely out of nowhere. And I was like, I think I was like having some water. And I think I choked on my water because I was just like, wait, did they do, they did. Oh, they did that. That was insane. And this is also Denji's first kiss too. So it's ruined in a lot of ways. It's not just a bad kiss. It is his first kiss. It's really, Uh, really sad because he's now he's like, Oh, I'll now think of like vomit whenever I do this. Yeah. It's gross. And this episode ends with, uh, Himeno getting on top of Denji in the middle of the night and asks if he wants to do it. Fucking hell. What, what a way to end the episode. Uh on. Oh, uh, there was one moment that I actually re- that I really, really liked from this episode, and I know we have we have our opinions on Makima. Yeah, but uh, we were talking uh, the moment when. Oh no! Wait, this comes in the next episode. Never mind. Uh, let's I get into it. Yeah, uh, episode eight continues off that cliffhanger. She's on top of Denji, and she makes that with him. And uh, <laughs> Denji, his inner monologue is like, "Do I really want my first time to be with her?" And he's just like, "Yes." You know, I love it. Uh, that, teen- that teenage boy. You know, he's got his eyes set on Makima, but he can't help it. Uh, and, you know, Himeno is also very, very hot anyways. Um, she, but she messes around with Denji's underwear and she finds a lollipop uh, or a ch- chupa pop or whatever. That's what it's called. Chupa pop. Uh, and we get a flashback to Makima um, giving the chupa pop to Denji to remove the taste of vomit from his mouth. And she says... Life comes in a variety of flavors with each passing day. Life comes in a variety of flavors. With each passing day, you'll experience different ones, and every new experience will make it that much harder to recall that puke. For example, you just had your first indirect kiss. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, we, we missed a, uh, talking about a moment where um, when Himeno gives her cigarette to Aki, uh, Denji freaks out because he's like, hey, that's an indirect kiss. That's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nice little it's a nice little callback and again it's you know I know that we that we both have our opinions on Makima um uh but I think that's a a very genuinely sweet moment uh that that the two of them share even though like I you get such a bad feeling from her you get such a bad feeling from her 
I think, you know, she does like Denji. She she does like him. It's just maybe not in the right way. But there are certainly times where, you know, she enjoys being with him and she she somewhat wants the best for him, at least in those moments. It's just uh, yeah. sometimes uh, what she wants overrides what's best for Denji. And we're, we're going to see that. I mean, again, some of this stuff we're not going to see animated for years. Uh, but someday we can discuss it. Um, so, yeah, uh, what is it? Uh, Himeno ends up passing out uh, before they could do it. Uh, and Denji says he wants his first to be with Miss Makima. And then in the morning, Himeno is like, yeah, sure, I'll help you get with Makima. And then, meanwhile, on a train, Makima is not doing well. She's been shot in the head. And then the other devil hunters who we just met at the party are assassinated as well. Uh, again, this, again this... tone shift, tone shift. like Tone shift. <laughs> tone, tone shift and all... And also these characters who we just got to know, we're like, oh, cool. These other devil hunters, maybe they will be a part of the series. Uh, nope. Uh, we do see Kobeni also part of that. Uh, maybe Kobeni will do better. We'll, we'll discuss that soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, meanwhile, Denji, Aki, Himeno are eating ramen and a person next to them reveals his father was the Yakuza boss Denji worked for. And he's agreed to work with the gun devil. And then he shoots uh, Denji and Himeno. Aki uses the fox devil, but it leaves him after it's used on uh, who we're just going to call the guy Katana. He's the Katana devil. I don't even. Uh, uh, he... So his name. So his name. Actu- his name actually in it is they don't give him like a formal like human name, yeah. but his but they call him later in the show uh, Samurai Sword or Samurai Sword so, or Katana Man, like whichever you prefer. But like he... I like Samurai Sword because, yeah. My notes have him as Katana, so I'm just going to have to call him Katana. Katana works. <laughs> Katana has some badass swords. Yeah, and you know the episodes, uh, the the series, not series finale, season finale is called uh, Katana Katana versus Chainsaw. But mm-hmm. again, uh, we'll get to that. So yeah, Aki fights the Katana Devil and seemingly defeats him. Uh, but of course, there, there's going to be a few more twists. A uh, blonde woman named Sawatari appears, and she resurrects the Katana Devil, and then he slashes it to Aki goes to town on Aki, gives him a bunch of stab wounds. And fuck, this is only the fourth episode we've met Himeno in. And she offers all of herself to the ghost devil to save Aki. She fades away as she uh, faces off against the Katana devil. And then right as she's seemingly about to kill the Katana devil, uh, Sawatari takes her out and only the eye patch of Himeno remains. Fuck this series in half. It is we... insane. And like and the thing with the other thing in this episode is we realize after uh after uh after he after Himeno uh wakes wakes up with Denji, they enter a pact to try and basically get to try and help each other get, you know, a, get with their respective crushes. Like Himeno wanted to be with Aki and Denji wanted to get with Makima. So they basically enter this pact to do this. So that's why they're at the noodle place. Um together and it's just really sad because you go oh cool this is gonna be great maybe we'll see some more maybe we'll see some like action maybe uh, maybe himeno and aki will kind of get together have some feelings nope literally i think it was like maybe 10 minutes after this agreement or 12 minutes after it when himeno went from like yeah we're gonna like be buddies to like being dead which again like raises the tension of it and really lets you know that that how dangerous this job is <laughs> It's insane. 
Yeah, I mean, again, as someone who, you know, going into the series kind of knew the iconography of Chainsaw Man, I knew, I recognized the character designs of like uh, Makima, Power, and Jimeno. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, a character like Jimeno is going to be a major character. I see this eye patch uh, chick everywhere now. Nope, she is in four episodes before she is killed. It's pretty wild, man. And like, and again, it's kind of um, like, I know Joss Wheaton is a fan of this in, in Western culture, basically taking characters that we really like and we really enjoy um, building them up and then just being like, hey, you know, this character that you really, really liked, um, they're dead now. Yeah. No reason, no anything like that. And it's just, it's sad. And I, I was very, very sad because, because I, I liked Himeno and I wanted to see her develop more. Yeah, she rules. She is a fantastic character. And like when I watched this, I had to like replay the scene. I'm like, wait, what? It's like even even the stuff with her like fading into nothingness. Well, you know, that's a power. Powers can be undone or some bullshit. And no, the, the series makes it very clear she is fucking dead. And it was so sad, too, because she disappeared like piece by piece as well, which is so beautiful, but just so sad. And then that beauty is interrupted because, again, Sawatari is like, nope, I'm not even going to give you that. You are just fucking you are food or whatever and then on top of that sawatari takes her uh devil the ghost devil on top of it which just adds a whole nother level to this insane again what it's so interesting about this realism and this sort of slice of life stuff because again sawatari you know in like a lot of traditional shonen anime like something like that you know there will be a moment there will be monologuing there will be these like big dramatic moments whereas here it's like no we're not you no we're not gonna do that we're gonna just deal we're gonna just jump right into it like why are we gonna give this person a chance to monologue why are we gonna give this person a chance to fight back fuck that shit we're just gonna like take you right out i'm like yeah because that's what would happen in real life damn it yeah we we actually don't know a lot about sawatari in general uh for this whole arc she she she's you know uh Blonde hair, kind of a bob uh, haircut. Uh, you know, she's got like a, a red hoodie. That's nice. But again, she's she doesn't really tell us too much. We don't really know why she she's kind of working with the Yakuza, but not really. She kind of has her own motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more interesting than Katana Man. Uh, Katana Man kind of sucks. I think he is the weakest part of this entire arc. I don't know how you feel. He's just kind of a big bad. Um, he's kind of that conventional like oh, here's a really tough big boss. Uh, let's just kind of bring let's just kind of bring him here. Like, I was very confused for a good chunk of the episode on who he was. I mean, I knew that he was like the grand like the grandson of the of um of Denji's handler. Um, but that was about it. And it was like, well, that's cool. Can we give you a name? No? Okay, so I almost kind of wrote him off because like they just didn't give him a name. And usually when you don't give people a name, it's like, oh well, guess they're not gonna be around for that long. Um, which, you know, kind of, sort of right, kind of, sort of right, I guess. I mean, he's still around for like a few episodes. Um, yeah, he, he's, the, he's the big fight in the uh, season finale. So he's, he's worthy enough for that. But yeah, as far as, as far as characters go in uh, chainsaw man, I would put him pretty low on the totem pole. And thankfully Agreed. as some, I thankfully as someone who is right ahead, I, there are far more interesting antagonists or, or characters who you, you, who may be somewhat antagonistic, but you may, uh, still have feelings for uh because yeah. again the series the series is just so fucking good um, also um i i wanted to say like the so i was really fascinated with um every time someone a uh, devil hunter or anyone summons a, a a devil they sacrifice a part of themselves um in aki's case i think he sacrificed like a good chunk of his arm when he uh when he went after the fir- the first demon i'm blanking on the i think the leech 
uh, devil. He like sacrificed a good chunk of his arm. Um, Himeno, when she made a contract with uh, with the ghost devil originally, she sacrificed her right arm. What was interesting about uh, Sawatari was like every time she summoned the snake demon, one nail went away. And I thought that that was just one nail. And I thought that that was a really interesting uh, take, which like I can talk about when we go later on into it, um, when we're introduced to one of my favorite side characters um, in this. But I just I found it very interesting. And again, it's it's kind of this drip, drip, drip of of introducing of introducing the world as we know it. And it's just kind of it's I just found it really fascinating. Just those little tiny those little tiny detail moments. Man, I didn't even uh, I know I visually saw it, but I never actually fully picked up on that. That is a cool moment. It's funny. Um, I'm watching uh, the One Piece anime right now and I enjoy One Piece. But, you know, that is a series that definitely uh, the the villains and characters are more than willing to explain every single detail for why they're doing everything. And it's mostly a pace issue and them just like not trying to overtake uh, the manga. So it's like, again, if this were like One Piece or Naruto or, or another slower uh, shonen series, we, we would have, you know, uh, Sawatari go monologuing for like, hey, did you notice my fingernail is gone? But don't worry, I still have nine more fingernails. Don't worry, I still got eight more fingernails. And, and you know, just... And then they so would many... be screaming for ha- and then they would be screaming for half of the episode while they do it while they uh, summon up the power to summon a demon, you know, a la DBZ. Yeah, that's absolutely what a much worse version of the show would have done. But it's not. It's not. It lets us like pick it up, and if you pick up on it, that's cool. And if not, you know, you can it's still great. have a good time. Um. So yeah, episode nine, Denji and Katana Devil go at it again. Sawatari tells Katana to keep the heart intact. Some other thugs back Katana up with guns. Denji gets a hold of one of the thugs and threatens to kill him. Katana calls a bluff and cuts them both in half. And then, this is the part that really sucks, we get confirmation of the deaths of the other devil hunters. Uh, before that, we didn't actually see it, so we're like, okay, well, you know, maybe maybe the cool tomboy, maybe uh, Arai, maybe he's alive. Uh, dead. No, dead, 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 dead. Except, except for oh, maybe... Dead. Except for two other characters. And uh, one of those characters is Makima. All of a sudden, she is just up in the subway. And uh, she tells the people who are waiting for her that lunch is canceled and that there are bodies that need to be cleaned up. And, uh, and you one just of them, see a flash of the body. <laughs> yeah, and one of, the, uh, one of her underlings, uh, she's got two, uh, Kurose and Tendo. One of them is like, uh, you know, what's up with the blood? And Makima is just like, oh, it's not my blood. I wasn't hit. Which is, you know, a flat out fucking lie. We saw her. We saw her. De- we saw her dead. We saw like the blood on her face. We saw her slumped over. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. And so she asked uh, Kurose and Tendo to find her a shrine and bring her 30 of the worst convicts who are suffering life sentences. And uh, thankfully, the people who work in public safety can just do that. Uh, Apparently. And-, and also, she needs a change of clothes. Uh, then one of Sawatari's thugs begins to freak out for good reason, because he blows up and thus begins this. When I saw this sequence for the first time, I'm, again, I'm a dumb dumb. I didn't even have any comprehension of what Makima's power could be. Um, you know, her getting up from a bullet wound. Sure, there's there's a million explanations for that. Uh, but what we see here, you know, it's a much darker thing, even though, you know, the people she's killing are bad guys. We're seeing her blow up like a dozen people which is so wild like so 
and I think how it worked in the in the anime was she took she basically gra- uh um uh she basically talked with Kurose and Tendo and said, "Cool, find a bunch of inmates on death row, take them to a take them to a temple, dress them all up, and then gave the gave each inmate basically a uh each death row inmate one of the names, and then." That not only did the did that death row inmate person die, but then the person who was crushed obviously died. So it's a really like just dark sequence. And I remember watching it just going, oh, oh. I mean, because again, like with Makima, the way she's set up and the way she's written, you know that she is that she has a really dark side. But to see it on screen was frankly, f- frankly, flat out terrifying. Yeah, and also just like the hand motion she's doing, it's you know she's doing the she's doing the hand puppet stuff, and you know doing her little shrine dance, whatever you want to fucking call it. And yeah, we see a dozen people get blown up, and this is Chainsaw Man, so it's graphic as hell. Like the way the way they go out is like they're almost like being compressed. It's like um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, um, spontaneous spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's just that. Like, wait, what? It that's what it made me think of. Just this. Oh, that's very disturbing. And then uh, we get our second survivor of uh, the uh, the Devil Hunter massacre, or public safety massacre, whatever you want to call it. Uh, who's Kobani? She appears in front of Sawatari and Katana, and turns out Kobani is a fucking awesome Devil Hunter when she's not yep. spazzing out. The sequence is insane. She, she uh, even Sawatari is trying to use her own uh, devil powers. Uh, to take Kobani down, and Kobani is like running on the devil, and yeah, she so gets badass. a hold. So badass, she gets a hold of them. This <laughs> is why I love Kobani. She fucking rules. Uh, and in a flashback, we see that uh, Arai did die, um, and uh, they were ki- he was killed by an old lady, and uh, Kobani, her like instincts just kick in, and she kills that old lady like nothing else. I mean, it's kind of scary. It's almost like watching a sleeper agent, like just kind of it, it, it's terrifying. Just yeah, how efficiently she, she does it. Yeah, she like activated. It's like she didn't have this before, but something just clicked in her and she turned into John Wick. No, no uh, activated. Well, you know, maybe maybe the, maybe the old woman, all, maybe he, uh, the old woman like killed, killed the dog, too, because, you know, oh, spoiler alert um, for anybody who hasn't seen John Wick. And if you <laughs> haven't seen John Wick, what the hell? Come on. What is this? Uh, yeah, so uh, Sawatari and Katana, they get away, but uh, Kobani takes care of Denji, and she says, I'll tell Himeno I'm quitting uh, next time I see her. Again, she says, she doesn't say Makima, she tells Himeno, she says it's Himeno, which just makes it even more heartbreaking. I cried at that one. I, I teared up. I was like, oh. Yeah. She, she does not know what she's going in for. <sighs> Shit, man. Um, so this guy, Madoka, he's, uh, he wears glasses or whatever. He informs Makima most of the devil hunters have been killed. He tells her the divisions will be merged and Makima will be heading the new division. Oh, hey, that's kind of sus that, uh, Makima will be hit. But Makima's going to be heading the new division. Maybe, maybe this was possibly a plan. Who knows? Uh, and Madoka, he also tenders his resignation, uh, which is smart on his part. Uh, this is not a job you should do if you want to live. Uh, basically, yeah. So, kids, if you if you want to live to a ripe old age of older than twenty eight, don't be a devil hunter. This has been your PSA. <laughs> uh, Denji and Power in episode ten are with Aki at the hospital. Uh, Denji is reading manga. Can fu- such a fucking goblin. 
Uh, and Power just really wants the apples that were supposed to be a gift to Aki. Uh, Aki Which, asked, who- "That was so funny, by the way. That was yeah. so freaking funny. So like, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna get super nerdy with Japanese culture. So like, um, do you know like the significance of like the apples and stuff? Uh, tell me. So when there's like a significant event, like uh, in uh, to my to my remembrance and knowledge of Japanese culture, when you when there's something really nice, what you want to do, like uh, if you um, want to like get a promotion or when you want to wish someone well." There's a whole thing where you try and find like a good piece of fruit, but like the 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 most perfect piece of fruit out there. And out there, when I was when I visited Japan, there they would sell like melons and apples for like fifty fifty bucks, hundred bucks, sometimes like a, a few hundred bucks because they're just so aesthetically pleasing and perfect. And it's done as a token of, oh, I really, really love, I really, really love this person, or I'm going to be very devoted to this person. So the fact that like that Aki had all of these apples, these really perfect apples, was like, oh, this is probably like several hundred dollars. And then you see, you see Power and Denji just eating these apples and be like, oh, I'm gonna take them. It's just such a blatant piece of disrespect, and I freaking loved it. I was dying laughing the whole time. Um, I, I tell, told my friend, uh, Gavin about it and I was like, wait, and cause he's, he'd already seen the show and I was like, wait, that part, he's like, yeah, he's like, that was pretty freaking funny. It's a nice, like snippet into Japanese culture, but I died at that. Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. Denji tells Aki the bad news that, you know, only three people made it out alive, but he does leave him an apple because he's going to be nice. Aki then tries to smoke, but all he does is think about Himeno and cries. And Denji again, he's such an asshole. He's like, he's like, fuck, I left my manga in the, the uh, hospital room. And uh, then he hears Aki cry over the death of Himeno. But Denji himself, he feels nothing over Himeno's death and wonders whose death would make him cry. Uh, yeah. I, feel, I feel like, again, this is stuff where I'm just like, shit, I need to reread Chainsaw Man because <laughs> I need to... Uh, or who knows, maybe it hasn't even happened yet, but when, when characters make these declarations, you're all like, you're always like, okay, well, I guess, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens to you at some point. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sad. Cause like he, Denji sort of had this crisis moment where he was like, oh, like he's like, I, he's like, he's sad, but like, oh shit. Like what a fucking baby basically. And it's like, dude, all these people that you hung out with, like, including the woman who, you know you got your first kiss from like they're all dead like feel something you douche um but <laughs> again it just kind of speaks i think to a bit to his personality uh a bit to his personality that we're starting to see bits of denji's humanity and growth whereas like i think in the beginning of this we would denji would never give an apple to someone else because he'd be like fuck you i'm starving but just these little pieces of these little pieces let me let me know and let us know um, as the viewers that Denji is growing and is maturing slowly, very slowly, like glacially, but he's growing. And yeah, uh, perfectly put. Uh, Makima, she takes Denji and power to a graveyard to meet Kishibe. I fucking love what's coming up here. Uh, Kishibe gives uh, Denji and power a little test. He asks them, what do you feel when your teammates died? And they're like, and Power's like, oh, I was like, they're dead, whatever. Uh, what do you think about revenge? Denji's like, too dark and brooding, and Power agrees. And then he asks, humans or devils, what side are you on? Power says, the side, that, the side that's winning, and Denji says, the side, the side that'll take care of me. Mm-hmm. And 
Kashibe announces that they both got perfect scores. Which is really fucked up when you think about it. It's fucked up, but as Kashibe uh, told Himeno, you know, you want the Devil Hunters with screws loose, and you know? Yeah. It's, and it's really wild, because, like, Kashibe has this, I think, like, this very nihilistic sense, uh, like, view of the world. He's just so... Uh, the world is the world is kind of shit. I'm just gonna kind of survive because this dude is a freaking alcoholic. I mean, yeah. I don't know. In just this episode alone, I think he drinks from a flask like a dozen times, and like not a little, not a little sip. We're talking a good like two shots worth. It's a lot, but such a badass. I love him. You you love the badass alcoholic who's nihilistic. He's a cool fucking dude. Uh, he then breaks their backs and gives them blood to recover. And yeah, he basically confirms uh, to us, the audiences, if we didn't know already, that Denji and Power are basically immortal. And so mm-hmm. he's just going to fucking kill them. He's going to kill them repeatedly until they can take him down. Because he's like, listen, I'm the biggest, baddest devil hunter there is. If you guys can take me down, then maybe we have a shot. Yep. And it's great. And literally, that is the rest of the episode in the training, which I'm curious. So when you watch the dub, um, did he speci- did Kishibe say that Power and Denji were both immortal? Uh, he, he, he says Denji is basically immortal. And then he says, like, Power is, like, not quite immortal, but definitely close to that just because okay, of the strength yeah. level. Yeah, because um, it said something similar in the dub where basically Denji just, like, immortal i think it was like uh he's immortal and she's like semi-immortal i think was how they how they translated it yeah that's basically how it is yeah meanwhile aki has lost the ability to use the fox spirit because he's gone on its bad side so kurose and tendo tell aki he's gonna need a contract with a stronger devil if he wants to continue working and also you know they do give aki a way out which he does not take um and you know maybe he's gonna Kind of regret this. We'll see. Uh, but back to the story. Denji has now died 20 times. <laughs> and Power and Denji decide they have to use their brain power to defeat Kashibe. And I love, uh, you know, we get this montage of them trying to take down Kashibe. And Denji and Power are even like wearing glasses. And trying to sound like all, and trying to sound like all, even the, even I think the Japanese that they were using was a slightly more formal version of Japanese. Um, which I thought was a hysterical touch because they're trying to sound really fucking smart and they're really freaking dumb. I love it. Uh, Power is like, you know, it's like, listen, Kishibe may be strong, but he's also an alcoholic, so he can't be, you know, our, our brains can beat that, uh, but they're, they're proven wrong. They don't, they don't do too well against Kishibe, but, you know, they got Moxie. It's going to take them a while. Again, if this was like a, another Shonen series, this would be like at least five episodes minimum of them just training. Right. Oh God. It was great. <laughs> I was laughing with like how many times they died. It was just like, Oh, this is cute. It's, it's so fucking funny. I was laughing so hard. Uh, we get a flashback where Aki reads Jimeno's letters to her family. And it's here where he learns that she really wanted Aki to quit with her. Like yeah. when she had brought up the whole civilian sector to Aki, he basically brushed her off by reading those letters. He's, he's like, Oh, oh wow! Like you know, she legit like wanted me to leave, and you know that's heartbreaking. And wanted to, and they wanted to leave, and wanted to leave with him, and wanted to be with him, and it was just this. It it sucked. It sucked like, so much. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It just adds to his guilt even further because he's like, oh, if if I left with her, she wouldn't have died. Uh, and this episode ends with Aki getting to meet the future devil. Uh, 
let's talk the future devil. The future devil thinks the future rules. You know, he really thinks the future rules. Oh God, he's so he's so freaking great. He's so freaking great. Um, it's probably one of my uh, the meeting between Aki and the future devil is probably one of, if not my favorite moment in this whole show. So here's the thing. Um, well, we'll we'll get to what uh, the future devil has to say about uh, what Aki's fate is, but. Uh, when I first watched the original subs, the subs were different. They later changed them like a week later. Because oh, really? basically, so here, here's how, here's what the setup is. Aki, he sticks his face into the future devil's chest so the future devil can see his future. And the future devil tells Aki uh, that he'll go into Aki's right eye and he gets off easy because Aki is going to die in the worst possible way. But in the subs that I had watched, at least when this episode first premiered, it was translated as his death is going to rule. Interesting. So, uh, Cause that's how I heard. That's the one that I saw. Which one worst possible way or his death no, is going uh, to, is, is his death is going to fucking rule. Oh, okay. So they didn't change it. Never mind then. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it was so interesting, which is, so this is what I was talking about earlier. So this, the setup with the future devil is, um, is, uh, Tendo and Kurose, they take, they take Aki down, to do something with to make a contract with the future devil and they tell him all of this terrible stuff like oh one person oh one person had to uh uh had to uh give give the future devil their eyes and their sense of taste and smell the other one had to give a whole like i think both arms it was just these really crazy things and then the future devil says nah i'm just gonna give you know i'm just gonna live in your right eye and again it you know the those little moments of um how much each devil hunter has uh, how much each person who makes a contract with the devil really varies depending on whether the devil frankly likes a person like the fox demon took a, a chunk of aki when he first used him but a part of their arm himeno you know with the arm with uh, uh bet her arm with the ghost devil um whereas uh whereas um Sawatari, every time she summons the snake demon the snake demon she just loses a fingernail it's really interesting watching like how how these devils respond to these humans, which again is that nice little intro of, oh, these characters are so interesting and they're they're fleshed out and they um they have personalities. It's just a really nice note I really, really loved, especially with the introduction of Future Devil. That was just the Future Devil was just like dancing and shooting the shit and like, ah, oh, this is so cool. It's awesome. That 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 I'm like, what? What? This is not what I expected with the Future Devil. But dope. I really appreciate this. So it's interesting because, yeah, that that whole translation of the line being his death is uh, going to rule was like controversy on like Chainsaw Man Twitter. I saw, um, which is which is why I thought the line got changed. Maybe I just like I guess I misremembered the how the controversy ended. But yeah, at least in the manga, in the the manga I have, um, it's translated as uh, he's going to die in the worst possible way. And that's how the dub has it, too. So, yeah, uh, you know, again, I can't even fucking touch on that subject no oh no it's uh but man i again probably my favorite my favorite scene in in the whole of this of this season of chainsaw man it it is fucking awesome and again when you when you have a premonition from a character like that you know you you can't help but be intrigued uh and again that i think it also uh, speaks to the writing and how strong this show is because you have a show that has incredible action crazy gore amazing amazing effects and arguably the one of the best scenes in this whole freaking show is literally two characters talking to each other and i think that that that's that to me says 
that the writing is really strong, the characters are are really great, and that it's a damn good it's a damn good show. Like I love that. So meanwhile, Kashibe is sus about Makima. He thinks she knew about the attack on public safety, but let it happen. Makima denies it. Kashibe says he's willing to look the other way because he believes she's on the right side of humanity. Uh, again, so much I could talk about with this scene, but I can't because I've read the manga. Which Kishibe is the only person that we've seen thus far to actually not, I wouldn't say not, ju- not just openly go against Makima, but actually speak to her as an equal or someone beneath them. Yeah. Like that was really interesting because again, you see, I mean, he is, Kishibe is an absolute badass, but he's very, but even he is very careful with his words around Makima because he knows how powerful she is. Presumably, I would assume at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But like it just it's so terrifying watching him do that because I remember watching this for the first time because I watched the I watched the anime before I read the manga. And the first time watching Kishibe do this, I'm sitting there going like, "Okay, when's he going to die? When's he going to die? When she when is she going to squish him? When is she going to squish him? And like it didn't happen. And I was just like, oh, okay, good. Thank you. Yay. It was so, it was such a tense scene. And again, it's a really strong scene because you have two characters who are very well developed and they have strong writing. And again, it's just a great, great scene. Yeah. Uh, Kishibe rules again. There's so much I could say, uh, but this is not a spoiler cast on the manga, so I can't say shit. Uh, Meanwhile, Sawatari and the Katana have the zombies on their side. We get another great scene with Makima where she meets with the Yakuza the yakuza boss is like hey who the, who the heck is this you know uh young girl who gives a shit about her she doesn't know how the real world works he's like listen man i'm preventing more dangerous foreigners from coming in you know you, you i'm the bad guy who's at least the bad guy for the japanese side uh and makima she tells the yakuza boss that she's got the eyes of the yakuza's family in a paper bag and they look into the bag. It's 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 eyes. It's uh, what the it fuck is, did my buddy? It is all the eyes, and like they show it. They show it. Don't kid yourself. They show it. It is sh- unsettling. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Yeah, she says if the yakuza cooperate, they got someone who can put those eyes back in. Which, I mean, good for Makima for even giving the yakuza uh, that generosity. Although we'll never know if she actually uh, keeps that promise. So there's that. It's also such a great line. Like, oh, don't worry. We have someone who can put who can put them back. It's just it's such a fun throwaway line. And it's just something really again. I think I'm, I know I'm ta- I know I'm harping on the writing, but it's just so strong when you can take something that serious and then throw in a line like that. That should that is still a really fucked up line because this is a very dark moment, but it's still somehow I was just I was I was dying laughing the first time I heard it. It was just so like. Because it was just this this very tense moment, and then you just have this really light line, and you're just like, oh yeah, well of course she fucking does have, of course she has this. Because she's Makima, and she's like, you know, badass like that. But it was still just a great moment, and a great writing, where you just went, oh, this is, this is, this is smart. This is smart. It's, watch the freaking show, basically. Chainsaw Man be good. Uh, now it's time for our raid versus Sawatari and her, her men. Uh, we get introduced to a bunch of cool fucking characters. Shark Fiend, Spider Fiend, Violence Fiend, and Angel Devil. Fuck, man. 
what what an introduction to these characters they're so they're so wild what is it um and i love their little intros like the violence fiend is uh because kishibe tells uh, tells uh the soul tells the the police and the soldiers i'm telling you all of this because most likely if my people escape you're gonna have to deal with like you're gonna have to deal with them otherwise they're gonna kill a lot more people like that's freaking ominous man that's freaking ominous uh who was your favorite of uh of this quartet i mean violence i like what violence mean did in the english dub too he's got a really friendly voice Oh, interesting. Like, I, I really liked Violence, Fiend, Violence Fiend's introduction. I just thought it was very, uh, uh, I loved the, the line that they did in the sub where Kishibe said, oh, Violence Fiend, uh, Violence Fiend, like, has this mask on. Never, ever take the mask off because we're, because we're continually siphoning poison into that mask to keep violence under control. Which I think is terrifying because, and he's saying this while violence is just decimating these zombies like they're nothing. And that is terrifying. That was a great intro. But honestly, I also love the Angel Devil. <laughs> um, that was pro. It, it's a toss-up between Violence and Angel. Were probably yeah. my two favorites. Uh, Shark Fiend, who does have a name, I'll, I'm just gonna reveal it. That's it's a mild spoiler. His name is Beam, and he's awesome. Uh, I love him. He's so great. Yeah, he's dope. Uh, and you you are gonna get more of him as the series goes on. The Spider Fiend is the only one who I don't remember a ton. So maybe that character isn't one they really keep much. But mm. but we're you know, as of tease, you're going to get a lot more of the angel devil and violence and shark. Um, but yeah, angel devil rules. Uh, he, because the, the character is, uh, he is just, you know, a, a feminine uh, presenting male. Um, he takes a bite out of a zombie head. And angel devil's whole thing is that if he uh, touches someone, he just drains their life force and he could take years off their life. Yeah, again, there, there's going to be some really good Aki and Angel Devil content in the in the next couple of seasons, I can say that. We love it. We love it. I, I love it. Uh, such a great character. And, you know, but you only get a tease. But even then, you're like, oh, okay, there's something going on. And also the fact that, like, the Angel Devil, who is uh, a very nice-looking character compared to the uh, the other three fiends we meet, uh, you know, he just takes a bite out of a zombie head. <laughs> like, that's which is a like... really, which is such a cool moment. It was just, oh, very cavalier. Uh, Aki confronts Sawatari, who now has Himeno's uh, ghost devil, and that is how the episode ends. Now, getting into the finale, we get another Himeno-Aki flashback. This this time, it's a first-person one. It's shot interestingly. Uh, first-person one from Aki's perspective, and again, it goes back to that scene. This is the first and last cigarette I ever smoke. And then we get a bit more, where uh, Himeno is like, uh, wait, you're a miner? I'll I'll hang on to this for you then. And when you're all grown up and need something to take the edge off, I'll give it back to you. And again, this series this series is like poetry. It rhymes. The ghost devil offers Aki the cigarette and it says, easy revenge. Oh, it was so uh, that one that one like really got to me. And it took it took me a second when because I think it was sort of a delayed reaction when I watched it. But that moment really kind of made me go, oh wow. This is deep. Like it's again, like just great, great writing. I again, like some of the strongest writing I've seen from an anime or manga in a while. Um, just excellent, absolutely excellent. Yeah, so good. Again, easy revenge. That's that's just such a cool thing to see on a see on a cigarette. Um, yeah, Aki. He takes down the Ghost Devil as he thinks about Himeno, and it looks like even the Ghost Devil basically just lets him 
do it. I don't know. Is that how you feel? Like the ghost devil just kind of lets him kill it or I don't know. I think so. Because like, like, I think the ghost devil like got, got along really well with Jimeno. I think that I think there was that kind of like almost like re- almost like regret because I didn't feel I felt like the ghost devil was almost being a little two faced yeah. um, by not because because, again, if you kind of notice, like they're never real, at least to my knowledge, there was never really a formal contract between Sawatari and the ghost devil. Ghost devil was just like eaten by the snake. Uh, Kobeni takes Sawatari uh, with a uh, butcher knife to the neck. Oski Aki asks uh, Kobeni why she stayed and she says it's because she wanted to stay until their bonuses were due. I mean, listen, like, you gotta do what you gotta do for them dollars. I know. The, like, this take, again, the series can be so funny with this take on capitalism, and like, yeah, listen, we all gotta fucking work for our money. You know what? If it keeps Kobeni uh, being a badass, then sure. Sure. Um, Denji and Katana, they have a little talk. Uh, They duke it out and make it onto a subway. Katana cuts off Denji's arms, but forgets that Denji has legs. And again, maybe the sub was different. This is where I'm going from by the, the dub script where Denji says, you put the dick in predictable and went for my head dipshits. Oh, wow. That's so different than the sub. What was the sub? The sub was, it was something more straightforward. Like, uh, like af, uh, it was like, you know, I'm glad you were, aim- I'm glad you were focused on my head. And then it was just that reveal. I like the dub line more. I think the dub line again. <laughs> I was going to pure... say like, yeah, that's good. That's some good flavor. Again, Dick, this show... dickhead. Jesus. God, that's such a dingy. That really is a very dingy thing to say. You put the dick in predictable and went for my head. Dipshit. There you go. I mean, I mean, yeah. And then uh, we, we cut to the greatest contest ever where Denji and Aki have a nutshut contest. Uh, to see who can kick uh, Katana and the nuts harder. Aki declines initially because of, you know, rules, regulations. They're supposed to take the guy in, not torture him and all that bullshit. And then he looks at Jimeno's cigarette and then he rolls up his sleeves and they go fucking wild. It is easy revenge. Easy revenge, man. Easy revenge. Uh, it's Maki- just such toilet humor. Such toilet humor, too. Like, literally, I was sit like... As soon as he said, I don't know if I don't know if you said this, but like when I first like uh, saw it, like oh, let's hit him in the nuts as hard as we can, and, you know, like and we can make him sc- whoever can make him scream the last before the cops get here wins. I literally yelled out Rochambeau, Rochambeau from South Park. Um, so like if, if for those people who haven't listened, like Rochambeau is like a, a thing from South Park where you go, hey, cool. It's like all right, we're gonna kick each other in the nuts, and the first person to the first person to pass out wins. I'll go first. That's the joke. So like I literally was laughing and going, oh my god, it's Rochambeau. Like that's great. Like again, like great writing. It can go from something super serious to just childish potty humor uh, at the flip of a switch, and it all makes sense. Yeah, it's so good. And again, it goes back to uh, to what Denji said. He always goes for the nuts. Yep, always does. I mean, you know, it's an easy shot, honestly. Especially been hitting the nuts, it hurts. Especially when you know you're an asshole who's just killed a bunch of your friends and you're tied up. <laughs> so you know. I mean, I mean, look, fair. That's fair. I would do that too. So Makima tells her boss that Saratari was killed by her own devil. She speculates it was a suicide pact agreed upon by the gun devil. Uh, this being Makima saying this, it's always kind of sus. Again, I'm not sure because Sawatari's own devil does kill her. So that would make sense for it to be that way. But, and also I feel, you know, Makima has plenty of other options if she just wants to kill Sawatari on his own. So maybe she is telling the truth, but... 
we'll find out. We'll find out. And again, Makima has not made it easy uh, for us to suss out whether she's telling the truth or not. Um, Aki, he smokes him in a cigarette. Denji has a dream where Pochita tells him not to open that fucking door. And then we hear a girl ask Denji if he had to choose between a country mouse and a city mouse, which would it be? Uh, this girl, uh, manga readers will know who this girl is, but uh, for everyone else, you know, uh, find out, read the manga, wait for another uh, two or, th- well, hopefully two years, maybe maybe a year and a half. Yeah. I hope it's not three Please, please renew the series. I think as I think as of this recording, I don't think it's been renewed yet. Has it been renewed for a second season? It's never been formally renewed. I feel this is my theory. Maybe they might do the next arc as a movie because it's short enough to do so. That would make sense. Um, because you know we all with uh, Demon Slayer. We all saw how much money Demon Slayer made. So oh my god, so much money! It was the highest grossing movie of 2020, thanks to uh, the pandemic. killing american movies that year it's oh, fine we covered it on the podcast i think it's fine it's not even like a demon slayer is mid slayer as the folks know uh, i don't know i watched the entertainment district arc recently it's fine uh, it's it's okay i'm starting it it's, it's it's fine it's a it's very well animated it's just i wish the story um you know it's very it's basic better. i i prefer jujutsu kaisen jujutsu kaisen is just more interesting to me yeah agreed Anyways, we have reached the end of these episodes. We have covered all of Chainsaw Man, the anime at least, not the manga. Uh, Let's get into our favorite segment before we get into final thoughts. Cue the music. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, I don't know why you would choose to make the second half of our two-part Chainsaw Man discussion your first introduction uh, for the podcast, but who the fuck knows? Uh, no judgment. I mean, listen, that's, that's talking about, you know, just jumping into the deep end, man. Jumping into the deep end. Uh, anyways, either way, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this batch of episodes. I'll go first. Uh, just to repeat myself, my speed wagon uh, when we covered uh, Chainsaw Man last week was Himeno. I could have picked Himeno again. I think she's the MVP of the entire show for sure. But my speed wagon is uh, the tomboy who, in a better world, would have uh, gotten together with Kobeni. Um, yeah, just thought that character made a good impression when I was rewatching the show. I was like, Aww. When, hey, did I forget about this character or, or whatever? And then, uh, of course, I saw what happened to her. But I think that's the brilliance of the series. You can see, you can meet characters who you think are going to be important because they make such a strong first impression. And then, uh, nope, uh, they are no longer part of it. But yeah, Aww. that like name, that. yeah, <laughs> nameless, nameless devil hunter number four nameless tomboy who you know maybe maybe i'll look for some fan art with uh her and kobani uh you know <laughs> well, maybe there's I, didn't, a... I didn't expect i didn't expect that for your speed wagon yeah you know I, I i like that pairing that was i'm glad i got to rewatch the show and see that pairing so yeah that's my speed wagon what about you jordan I take that um man uh so now that because i honest to god i thought you were going to choose uh kishibe honestly 
um, which would have made me which would have made me sad because then I would have gone with Future Devil. But now I got to choose between the two of them because man, both of those characters made such a great impression on me. Um, but I'm probably gonna go with the Future Devil, man. I think again that scene he has with Aki is to me the best scene in in the and in this anime uh in this season because it's just so well done and the and probably has the single most badass line in the entire season uh just great the introduction was super weird um and i love i love characters that are only present for one maybe two scenes but just make such an incredible impression that they just become so much bigger than the rest of the characters and you go oh like i love that oh remember i love that character um, like end of Loki, I I loved I loved the character at the very end of that. If you haven't seen it, watch it. He's only in for one episode, but boy, what an impression! Um, so Future Devil, Future Devil is dope. Final thoughts on Chainsaw Man. Uh, my final thoughts: this series rules. I wish I could talk even more about it. I think you know, who knows, Jordan? Maybe if you decide to to catch up on the manga, or at least uh, when you reach the end of part one, uh, as it's known. Maybe we'll do a, a spoiler cast on that because, you know, I have so many fucking thoughts that I just cannot say about this series. It's dope. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, we, we shall make it so. There is always time for, for more discussions of Chainsaw Man. And I'm not sure if I want to wait two more years. God forbid. I'm honestly, God, I'm going to I'm li- now that I am go- now that we have recorded part two, I am literally going to uh, go tomorrow and just start reading the manga uh and and play catch up because i freaking love this show uh a lot happens like i say if you think a lot happens in just what accounts for 38 chapters imagine uh where the series goes in 98 chapters and then you know uh i think it's at like chapter 119 118 as of this recording Yeah. yeah again we're we're in the weekly chainsaw man saga so that's great we don't have to we're not doing this during the hiatus where uh we were oh. waiting for part two but yeah, yeah, Chainsaw Man rules. I think what Fujimoto does with this series is so goddamn good. Uh, again, the fact that like he's able to take even like minor characters and make you care about them, and then he takes them away, and you're just like, shit. Which normally, you know, maybe it would make you distrust the series as it went on, but nope, you still just keep falling for these tricks, and you're like, yep, okay, maybe it'll work out better for these uh, characters. And uh doesn't always, but you know, there are, there are characters in Chainsaw Man who, who have lived uh, to make it through the current uh, run. Uh, we'll see if they still make it out. Um, but yeah, just okay. keep reading Chainsaw Man. Jordan, your final thoughts. So I harped on this a lot, but this is some of the strongest writing I have seen in an anime or in a manga in a very, very long time. Uh, I... I'm a huge fan of strong writing as an actor. Writing really brings you in and it creates a it creates a world where is where we can care about these characters and there are so many scenes in this anime that are so damn good and hit you so hard but that's because the world building, the writing and the characterization are so strong. Um the the for people who aren't familiar with it, the the person who I would like kind of relate uh, 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 Tatsuki Fujimoto to in in film and cinema is uh, Bong Joon-ho, who won the Oscar for Parasite. And that's because his movie uh, thing, he, he has such strong writing, but in all of his movies, Bong Joon-ho switches genres. 
goes from like a lighthearted comedy to environmentalism to like a dark to like a dark thriller and fujimoto does the same thing where he takes all these different genres all these different writings and switches it on a dime and it works completely strong writing strong characters incredible animation uh Watch the series, read the freaking manga, because we're gonna. I I would love to do a spoiler episode of the uh, spoiler episode of the manga, because damn, damn, it's a good show. All right, Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me uh, on on the Instagrams, the Twitter twits, the Tiki Talks uh, at J Mitchell Love with three L's. They can also find me on my website uh, www.jmitchelllove.com. Fantastic. Uh, Y'all can find me at OnlyRealJackM on Twitter. On Instagram, it's uh, JackIsJack. For Is This Anime, we are found at IsThisAnimePod on Twitter and Instagram. We got the same handle for both, which is nice. That ends our Chainsaw Man walkthrough. Watch Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man's good. Rewatch Chainsaw Man. Watch. Just maybe don't have dinner. Just don't uh, have your dinner while you're watching it. Read the manga, sign up for the Shonen Jump app. It's only three bucks a month. It's a tremendous value. So, you know, you can catch up weekly. Yeah, I'm not even sponsored by him, but the Shonen Jump app rules. So there you go. And remember, uh, you know, when I fight someone, it's nuts first. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>